Toothpick. Oh, okay. I thought I could do it with the toothpick uh, in, but it fucked it up right away. Wow. Alright. Well, now you know it's live every time. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave that in. Alright, uh, Morning Barbarians Podcast, episode 662, maybe? Say we'll 61. go with 62. If it's different, whatever. whatever. The title will say the right You know yeah. what episode it is. Yeah. <laughs> So back yeah, here. We, have, we haven't done one since since we were camping. We didn't even yeah, and recap we, our camping. You don't even know what happened after that because yeah, we had end up leaving camping early because my family was sick. So we had to exfil in the middle of the night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we figured it wouldn't be as much fun without Strav. It kind of ruined the the spirit of the trip. So he had uh, that was probably seven o'clock at night or so. You got the call that. The whole household had was was ill and was falling. Yeah, and did you and like flies. Lily felt bad. She wouldn't have asked me to come home if it wasn't serious. And I mean, yeah. well, honestly, yeah, sure. I I slept with Jack that night and he like didn't sleep at all. So normally it would have been a really shitty night, but I'm like, well, it isn't zero degrees in here. So <laughs> it was actually not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had everything. We had camp packed up in under an hour, right? Oh yeah, like yeah, we were out of there. good to move quick. I was I was yeah. pretty impressed. I was like, damn, this is good to know. Yeah, because she texted me. It took me like five or ten minutes to work up the courage to tell you guys. <laughs> 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 then we ate and then we packed up and left. And it was like when we were on the trail walking out, it was less than an hour from when she texted me. So we made pretty good time. Yeah, especially know? for not not even really like there wasn't like a sense of urgency. We were just no. Yeah, picking up the pick bullshit. Up. No, yeah. yeah, stop to take some pictures of the little shelter. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why the pictures were in the dark. <laughs> okay. that was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. It was good to get out there and like, like, like you were talking, being here with Jack. Like when I woke up Sunday morning, it was like, all right, I'm in a bed. I don't stink like a campfire. Like this is this is kind of nice. Yeah, it was secretly kind of nice, but <laughs> especially where it was gonna get cold as fuck that night. Like we would have been hiking back in the morning, and like it would have been probably two degrees, four degrees, some shit like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we did get to hang out that whole day out. That was nice. So yeah, that we was just chilled on the campfire and fucking my yeah. fucking forearms were sore from cooking eggs for three hours straight. <laughs> straight up three hours of cooking eggs. Just a tiny little pan, three eggs at a time, and yeah, fucking we didn't. Oh, I didn't want to burn them, so I had to keep them keep them low and slow. Yeah, hey, you know, it was it's a fun time. Yeah, and definitely gear stuff was learned. Like, don't forget the grate because that would have made cooking. Yeah. So much fucking easier, like. Yeah, and we would have dumped stuff on. Would not have dumped <laughs> stuff on the fire. Yeah, Man, that was funny. That was that was the sacrifice. We, yeah, we, we didn't we didn't, didn't sacrifice offer enough. It took it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't give any tobacco to the river, so it took some some entheogens some, instead. Some tea. So anyway, you were just talking about the CrossFit games, though. Oh, we gonna, oh, oh, geez. Oh, kombucha. Oh, geez. Jesus. How did that happen? Oh, boy. Well, Sorry, it's That's okay. Right. I don't care. So, paper towels down here? You used to have, like, a roll. Oh, right? I'll be right back. Alright. So, yeah. CrossFit games. Um, Kelly did it last week. And there's, like... So there's, like, a whole competition series that goes... In a week, like that should be our sponsor. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I go through I like so many of those at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, CrossFit 
there's like a competition season that starts now and goes through like the like the official CrossFit season goes through like August, beginning oh. of August. Okay. And then there's like like there's some like two or three other big competitions throughout the year that like the elite athletes will go to and compete at. But it isn't like you know, it's like they're like special event type things. But so basically how the cross Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm back to it. Back on it. Back back on the hooch. Um um, so how the basically it's like uh there's like a glo- like a global ranking system online and you like enter your score for the workout and then oh yeah you're in the top whatever percentile and you go on to the next round and there's like a handful of like remote competitions where you just compete at your gym like your oh, local yeah. or like cl- closest CrossFit affiliate gym and then have it officially scored and then enter it and so she did the first workout of the first open okay last week and it's like three weeks so it's once friday one today and then one next friday and like last week's was ah fuck was it it was like 60 calories row 50 toes to bar 40 cleans and then like no maybe it's 30 toes to bar or no 40 toes to bar because it was 100 reps total fuck Either way, it sounds It was 200 reps total and like four exercises, and each calorie was like a rep, and then the last mm. rep was 20 ring muscle ups. Whoa, so, nice. so, the, so, yeah, so for the other 100 whatever, 100 reps was like the first three exercises. I can't believe I'm blanking on what the fuck they were. But yeah, so she did, she got all the way to the ring muscle ups. Which, and, and it was like in 14 minutes, so as many reps as possible in 14 minutes. So. Damn. That's yeah. like the sick. elite the elite people were like in like the two forties range, two sixties range. So like yeah. they didn't even get, you know, two and a half of, of them in. But yeah, really? it was brutal as fuck. Wow. And then the one they're yeah. doing today is like <clears throat> like five burpee pull ups. So you like do your burpee and then you jump right into a yeah. pull up. And then you do five of those and then you do ten fifty meter shuttles. So basically like run five hundred meters. And then do ten burpee pull-ups run five or ten fifties and then 15 and it keeps building by five and you that's have like, sick you have like 15 or 20 minutes to do it yeah it's fucking it's pretty intense and then i think it's 15 minutes to do that and get as many in as you can and okay. then the last five minutes was you have five minutes to build up to like a one rep max thruster which is a like it's basically you start out with weight on the floor clean it and then squat it and then overhead press it like from the squat hell yeah so yeah i'm she's she's probably going like pretty shit pretty soon here but you're not pitting her pit crooner today no not today not today she's good today so So what what did all that entail water bottles chalk something like that or yeah basically just like yeah yeah just like if you know if if she needs chalk or she needs some shit because it's you know like they take little breaks in between to kind of yeah, try. You know, you don't just sit on the bar the whole time. That would be, be fucking wild. You'd be dead you have to hang right. from the bar. Yeah. That's, That's badass. Legit. Man, if you guys have kids one day, it's going to be like the next <sighs> stage in human evolution. Dude. <laughs> Your kids are going to for sure. Well, she's, she's really, like, pretty fucking good, too. So, yeah, yeah, it was wild. cool to see it, uh, like, super local. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause Where like, was it at? It was at Fraternal. Oh. Because they're like, they're the only In Park Ridge, right? Yeah, in okay. Park Ridge, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. I haven't, but I, I mean, no. I see it all the time. It's, yeah, it's. I went in there for the. 
like the open house they had like a couple of weeks ago, and okay. they just got a ton of new shit, and it's yeah. like fucking phenomenal. It looks pretty pretty legit. I like yeah. in the in the summer too. You see them outside flipping tires in the parking lot and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, they yeah. And like they just new... opened to like twenty four seven too. So now they have like the classes and twenty four seven. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah, Andy goes there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah my yeah. brother he was he Andy did though. the he was there. He was in it. Yeah. I have to ask him. How I think he did it like. uh what is it? What's the fucking word? Scaled. Okay. But he still, I mean, he did it. Finished it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm excited to ask him about it. Yeah, that's pretty legit. Yeah, it was cool to see. I went to the games last year. Kelly and I went together. And that was just like, you know, the fucking Super Bowl of CrossFit. That's so it was right, like, yeah. You saw some people do some shit where I was like, <clears throat> well, yeah, those are literal superhumans. Yeah. yeah, they really are. It's crazy how big CrossFit's got. Like, I remember being in high school and hearing Mr. Benke talk about CrossFit and being like, yeah, this seems kind of like a fringe thing. Doesn't seem like it's going to catch on. And now it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild. Like, I told you guys how random Mr. Banking was just like, yeah, the what you were on to, like, 10 years ago, that's still the foundation of what I do, and it's the bleeding edge of the science today in terms of like fitness and health and whatever so it's like yeah. hell yeah man yeah and hey what he said he's like yeah it's pretty much as long as you warm up anything like any work you have to do can be an exercise so he's mm-hmm. like my favorite thing cutting wood yeah. <laughs> hell yeah <clears throat> yeah or sh- like shoveling I literally yeah. shoveled and snowboard 13 mm-hmm. hours straight yesterday <clears throat> fucking felt good yeah hell yeah Definitely. Going hard. Yeah, fucking solid way to lead up into runes giving. <clears throat> yeah, we're having one last little hurrah before our mm-hmm. hiatus. I was trying to, hopefully Mike's listening to this, because they might have to plow snow tomorrow. I got that, I got the philosophy exam online, so I wanted like my brain to be a little bit <laughs> better, but... Fucking, um, yeah, it's supposed to snow again. Maybe another couple inches tonight. Anyway, so if they're out there, Mike was asking about this because I was saying I was taking a smoke break. And I was like, it's kind of like pagan Lent. But it <laughs> is, yeah. yeah. Lent just started too. Yeah, yeah, Ash Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesdays. it's just heathen Lent. Mm-hmm. Self imposed. Yep. Yeah, uh, like, um, I got a weird ad on YouTube. Uh, Boss Rudin, do you guys know him? He's I know the, who he is. Yeah, old MMA fighter. familiar, um, yeah. He came up with like, the Bang Muay Thai system, and then Dwayne Ludwig is like the guy for that mm-hmm. between the two. Um, and uh, But it was a... Uh, yeah, Boss Rudin, apparently super Catholic. He had this ad mm-hmm. about like Lent, and they're doing like some kind of like a program, or I don't know if it was maybe like an online community thing. I didn't really pay attention, but it was just him... It was him talking about Lent and how into it he is and how... You know, but it was all... The same stuff that, like, is reflected in what we're doing. Where it's like, yeah, you get rid of comforts and you kind of build, like, a closeness with God, you know? You try mm-hmm. to you try to take away all the distractions and all the comforts that you're, that aren't necessary and just kind of live yeah. a little bit more pure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like, I think um, looking back to our, to, like, way when we started this podcast and just what my perspective was then, I feel like then I was more, like strictly like not interested in the christian angle and like more interested in the pagan kind of like that angle on it i was like anti-christian almost in some ways because i'm just like that's what i was raised as and i didn't like it but i mean i think my mindset now is i'm just trying to incorporate 
the first principles of like as many religions because really when you nail it down most religions are talking about the same thing that's what i say if it's if it's a religion worth following like it's probably gonna be focused on like love and self-improvement and improving your life and the lives of the people around you and just kind of just playing your role in the universe in that way and yeah and just kind of taking the pieces of any religion that kind of that i vibe with so i dig the runes i dig the the exercises from the vedic hindu type stuff i mean yeah some of the stuff from christianity where you're like <clears throat> i guess abstaining from certain pleasures like it's like mm-hmm. the asceticism of it so i mean yeah they're all cool and and i kind of reach this understanding where when you get super into any religion you can either become enlightened or a fanatic and the fanatics are usually the ones that are dickheads about it and are like, mine's the one that's better than everybody's and fuck yours. Whereas, like, the enlightened is like, yeah, we're all talking about the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of try to think, or tend to think that that's, like, the the better way to go about it is to be a little bit more open-minded. And just because it seems like keeping with the theme of dissolving you know, borders and divisions seems to be the, you know, whatever, whatever is the most universal way to look at it seems to be like the way to go. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, why don't we not draw lines around, you know, how people are worshiping? I'm getting pretty into Hinduism. I mean, not like crazy (laughs) into it, but there's some cool shit because Hanuman, fucking wrestling god, they have a fucking deity for wrestling. Yeah, Fuck yeah, cool. I'm I'm in. Sign me up. And so. you you pray to him by just like being a good person, like working hard. Yeah, <laughs> like just yeah. humble like work. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I think about it as like just embodying. Uh, there's certain, uh, you know, it's obviously it's a generalization, but there's some guys that, especially in the Midwest, it's like a personality. It's like an archetype. The guy who wrestled in high school, you know what I mean? Just kind of a nice guy because he knows he can, he can fucking kick somebody's ass at the bar if it gets out of hand. And hard worker, and that's, you know, probably um, kind of chicken and egg with wrestling. You, you know, either that made him a hard worker or he got into wrestling because he likes hard work. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just being like that guy. being Just being a nice, humble, hardworking guy. And then fucking, yeah, I don't know, worshiping Hanuman through... Uh, the Hindu push-ups and shit like that, just warm up, just stoking your inner fire and his because yeah, that's what I don't know. That's how you honor wrestling. You know what I mean? Wrestling as a tradition. If you're gonna represent it and you're gonna be like, yeah, I was a wrestler, or um, you're still doing shit like that. Yeah, to represent wrestling, you have to kind of be a fucking badass and you have to work out and you have to be tough and you gotta be hardworking. Like that's you have to embody it. Yeah, and you know what that <laughs> makes me think of is like your buddy Paul. How he was saying how he only like when he tells somebody that he was in the military he like he doesn't tell everybody he's in the military because like when as soon as he tells him that he's like now i have to live up to that standard because i'm not gonna like tell him i was and then be a shitbag yeah so exactly. it's like thinking of that in terms of like yeah the military like yeah fucking if anybody knows i'm a marine i'm not gonna be a fucking pussy or like be a yeah, shitbag i'm just be... disgracing the entire core yeah man. Fucking <laughs> and i mean same with yeah. wrestling right. same with being like a father it's like oh he's a father and he's acting like yeah, that or like he's a that. husband like if you like yeah if if anybody like has a girlfriend or like if they're like flirting with chicks and being skeezy as soon as anybody finds out that it's like oh he's in a relationship Ugh, what a dirtbag you know yeah. 
Like, I don't know. So, just, yeah, holding up that standard. Mm-hmm. It's fucking yeah. legit. It's amazing how people identify with wrestling, and it, like, changes who, like, it sculpts how they see themselves in a lot of cases. Sure. Yeah. Like, you, don't, you don't have people that played high school football... Yeah, you do. Sitting there, okay, not very many though. Not like wrestling, not dude. A, where it's like, oh yeah, I played this one sport, and at you know thirty years old, I'm still like that. Still sculpts like who I see myself as today. Um, I Whereas, don't know. Like, Look at any high school football coach, and I would show you a guy that's exactly that's still that, in yeah. high school football. Yeah, no maybe, no, no, not, maybe. Hey, not, no, I no. Don't know. There's good. I'm just fucking around, but yeah, there's I feel like good ways about it too. Like there's dudes who. Like, yeah, you could tell that dude was a fucking quarterback in high school. Like, just you think the way. So? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, quarterbacks <laughs> are just like the fucking Captain America pretty boys. Like, you can definitely tell. Whereas, like, oh, that dude was really? a linebacker. Like, he's fucking hardcore as shit. Or, like, I don't know. I, like, people in high school. I can't football, say I had the same experience. Like, obviously, there's a balance to it and there's like good versions of it where if someone's like a total badass in a certain way you're like oh yeah i could tell he probably did that like he was played football or whatever whereas or if somebody's just like a fat slob who loves football and talks about how they're great in high school football at time that's another archetype of like the how you're defined by yeah. high school football what i think sports. what i think what billy said is that it goes deeper with wrestling i think because yeah. i think wrestlers know and even people who don't wrestle know because there's a certain amount of respect you get from people who didn't wrestle who like even like in yeah, high I school, do that. Yeah, yeah they're like oh shit like you know they they know it's tough and nobody knows it better than the wrestler themselves and I mean, I guess you guys played football longer than I did, but it's not as grueling. It's not. It's not. You don't have to dig as deep. I didn't think as in wrestling or even just you know every practice. So I think that sticks with you, and that leaves like a more of an impression or more of like a sense of I don't know if it's like confidence or something, but having it like digs deeper into your identity because you're like you know you've been through some shit. Yeah, it was kind of like a quest you went on psychologically as well as just like a sport you participated in yeah. whereas like like, <laughs> yeah. like like I played football and it was like I think about it now and it was like I fucking loved it. It was so yeah. but it was always like fun. And yeah. it wasn't like this like almost spiritual yeah. pursuit to like be a better like for like progress and to like be better yeah, than I was yesterday yeah, that you yeah. have in wrestling. Yeah, because I true. like I never had like I wanted to be a good football player, but it never was like it never a stayed after practice. Thing. Exactly. Know, well, I mean, I might have stayed after practice, but like it wasn't the same as like I, like I, this is my life. You yeah. know what I mean? It I was like that part of the year. That part of the year was like a season for away for me, whereas like the other ten months was like. And really 11 months, because it was like one and a half months of the year I wasn't training, was like just that fun football time where it was like, I'm living football, but it's only for these two and a half months. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? an interesting dynamic, though, because I love what both of you are saying, because I personally loved wrestling way more than football, and like I agree that it was a, definitely a spiritual pursuit. I think a big part of that's because it's much more of an individual sport. Yeah, definitely. And it's like a one-on-one like yeah. you, every mistake that happens is 100% your fault. Yeah. And like every success is your fault too. Whereas football, you're more, it's more of like a community team yeah. effort. And like, you're more a part of an organism. Whereas in wrestling, it's all in your head. And so yeah, you I, can track your individual progress so much differently. I right. totally get that. Yeah. But I guess my caveat to that is like, for us, it was that case. But look at any of the dudes who 
and the entire off season of football, they just were in the weight room training and looking at tape, and like those were the guys who went off to college to yeah, play football. Okay. Like if you went to college to play football, that fucking defined who you were to a spiritual level. So like I can see that, but for me personally, wrestling was that. I wonder. I still wonder though if like if you take it to that college level for wrestling, like is a college wrestler Ooh, yeah. is that more deeply? Because I mean, at that point, you for sure have cauliflower ear, and you're for sure probably walking like a wrestler. The college like the wrestling punch. community though is very interesting because it's not like football. It's like you have to be a certain tier good to go and do it. But in wrestling, you can literally be like completely conventionally unsuccessful as a high school wrestler. Mm, okay, and I you can go and wrestle. At most college programs, and if you want to put the work in, then you, like mm. you can you can literally like make, make it up. have like a whole new like like be a national qualifier, yeah, and never have made the high school state tournament, yeah, okay, which is like crazy that? to think about. Yeah. Whereas like if you're in football, or baseball, or most up. of the sports, yeah. it's like yo, you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. At any place that's worth playing for yeah. if you're not at this level. Well, also <laughs> what's an interesting dynamic is there's times where dudes are like multiple time like place finish state place finishers in high school and they show up to college and they're not shit. So it's like a weird dynamic there right. where like it's much more more like individual work focused. So I can I don't know, yeah. yeah. It's just a different vibe because like yeah, wrestling, yeah. individual, yeah. it's on your head, personal spiritual journey, you go as far as you push yourself to go. Whereas yeah. football, you are part of the one of the boys and you can get carried. But I mean, you do need to show some individual. I was like, about to say, you know, you played varsity football, like there's yeah. you at your position, at like the positions we played, there was like four guys on it's the a whole tier, team yeah. that were gonna get it, and there was probably thirty guys that were playing this position. Yeah. So like you have to be good enough yeah. to have that spot and like actually get playing. And like, you know, I know you went to people like school with people like this. I did in my experience where it's like somebody will suit up and be a varsity football player, like play all three years at Spash. Never and they'll get into a game for like straight up like a dozen plays, if that. Yeah. And they'll suit it for every game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's I guess that's the dynamic I was talking about. That's the guy who's probably gonna be fat and sloppy in like 15, 20 years. But do you think being a high school football player is gonna define him though? No. Yeah, well, I don't think so either. But I think <laughs> no. but I think if you're somebody who wrestles and you're even really if, into it, even if you have never have a five hundred record on J V, if you're really like wrestling, like that's gonna define you. Oh yeah. I mean yeah, I like wrestling's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love wrestling, man. Oh god, the dual meets, man. Just being in the home fucking gym, just fucking. It wasn't that many people. Not that many people watch wrestling, but you know, you got at least maybe a hundred, two hundred people in the stands. Fucking lights on. Everybody's fucking watching you screaming. Just fucking, you're representing all of Stevens Point. Okay, that's Holy the shit. Com- that's yeah. the thing where so. <laughs> Dude, the glory. Oh, the dude. glory of high school sports in general is like <laughs> yeah. so underrated. Like yeah. But yeah, that war yoga book, he kind of brings up the history of how, like, in, like, rural parts of India, wrestling is, like, their religion, where, like, all the dudes of a community are the wrestlers, and, like, having, a like, our dual meet for them is, like, communities coming together and having, like, ceremonies where, like, it's a religious ceremony that's, like, the climax of it is, like, dudes wrestling, and... And I'm not sure how their weights, like, how it works out, whereas, like, for us, it's much more competitive, where it's, like, weight classes and, like, win-lose, whereas it seems like for that, like, the the respective, they call their dojos Ankaras, 
I believe that's probably a shit pronunciation yeah, of it, but Ankara <clears throat> is like each wrestling club, and they pretty much try to pit even matched dudes up against each other to make like the best matches. Uh, so basically, like, okay, pit our best guys against each other, second best guys, third best guys, and like whoever wins of like an even match. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. I guess that's kind of like just a different format. It's more like boxing. I feel like then. Well, like how we have bouts here, where it's yeah. like, yeah, if you when you go on, it's like a giant structure, and you just like wrestle well in tournaments. It. But I mean, in a dual yeah. meet, like it's I guess we measure weight yeah. is like the n- oh. main factor we're like right. lining people up against. Where if I can be the same weight as someone who's a fucking shitbag, or the same weight as someone who's the fucking Terminator or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like if if it was matched up on like skill. That would probably make for some in- interesting like matches, dude. Oh man, our, dude, our wrestling duel meets were religious. I would, I would argue all day that all those all those ceremonies and all the meaning behind it and everything. True. Yeah. Even even like the national anthem. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, like, like running out to the theme. Yeah, or putting out a song. Yeah, I can, I can just imagine like a village with like drums playing <laughs> instead of the run out songs of, were sick. You know, yeah, ACDC yeah. or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty common in like. I feel like in most sports, though, like that's a sport yeah. thing. Is like oh, absolutely, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre, like the the whole psychological oh, Lambeau Field is sacred. Up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's okay. So that's the thing is, yeah, that's why like sport is is so drawing to people's because yeah, it is like a spiritual like yeah. thing that brings the culture together, and I guess it's kind of just been diluted and like commodified to the point where people don't see that anymore. Right. Whereas like. Yeah, there is some purity and some beauty to it. And and that's why I love, like, discovering, like, oh, some people work out and do exercises as a form of prayer. <laughs> like, hell yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, all the sports stuff is sacred as hell. Like, that's, that's why I like making that parallel between Hinduism and Wisconsinism, because it's like, yeah, Lambeau Field, okay, not every Wisconsinite cares about it or worships the Green Bay Packers, but there's plenty of Wisconsinites that that is holy sacred ground for them. Mm. I mean, all the all the ritual involved, all the certain food you eat when you're there or what you're getting ready for, you know what I mean? Everything you could, if you were like making a checklist of what it needed to be sacred or a religious experience, it could you could check every every box for something. Yeah. Well, even know? the Super Bowl, I mean, this, like more people watch the Super Bowl than vote in elections. Today. Yeah. It's like, uh, whoa. Yeah, that is... And a weird I mean, part that, about that, it. There's a lot of that. I think that's still sacred. Yeah, yeah. and um, it scratches that itch where people yeah. who you know maybe don't even realize Joining that they in, have yeah. it. That, yeah. yeah, they they want to be a part of that that ritual right. and uh, right. in a sacred space that somewhere we set aside that's special and then where I don't know. It's like it's magical. Like time time can contorts. You know. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, people are feeling drawn to it. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people recognize the religious, spiritual component of it, and, like, they like it for those reasons, but a lot of people probably feel that subconsciously, or just instinctively just Mm -hmm. feel drawn to it, but, I mean, big picture, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, where it's, like, I'm kind of seeing that religion bleeds into life, whereas, like, yeah, my buddy, um... Leon, who's Ojibwe, he says, like, religion doesn't really define their belief structure because it's just, like, the way they see the world. Like, it isn't, like, going to church. It's literally just 
how what your life is like that's yeah quote unquote religion and so seeing like the sacredness in all of life that's like my religion now you know yeah most cultures don't even have a word for religion that didn't come about until right that's a very Euro- western Europeans thing. wanted yeah. to start studying other cultures and they 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 <laughs> showed up, up with the term they, religion, yeah they showed up basically. in India and then they were like trying to write about these people and they're like well what's your religion and they're like what and yeah. so then they had to try and like fit it into a box that fit that described religion that's yeah like with like Hinduism that's why it's such a crazy term because it's right because weren't you telling us that it's like not just uh like a religion or like a belief system but it's also like a demographic yeah it's also just well. like a geographic like if you live in this yeah, area, yeah geographic right if you right. live in this area like you're yeah. Hindu yeah. no matter what you believe really. Yeah, yeah, so it's, and then it's not even a, a word that comes from that, what is India, like, you know what I'm saying, like, that language was from other languages, so they started calling them Hindus, so, yeah, just like <laughs> it's a how, crazy way. <laughs> just like how the Romans called the Germanic people the Germanics, and that's named after a Roman general, <laughs> and they're all just a group of tribes, like, yeah, exactly, Penumbri, Cherushi, like, whatever, and I mean, same with the native folks, like yeah. they they were a nation of hundreds of tribes, and to the westerners, they're just Indians, you know. Yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> crazy. It's it's amazing the parallels there between like the conquests of like the Gallic and Germanic tribes and this, you know, the story of westward expansion here. I mean, that's it's amazing. That story's been repeated any time an empire has come in contact with indigenous tribal people in any part of the world right. is they get displaced and mashed up into the homogenized empire or whatever mm-hmm. but but that's the beauty of it is on the border of any civilized empire like by definition because people usually define themselves in contrast to the other people that, that are around them so if there are some super civilized like folks over here because just naturally occurring humans, there's always going to be some wild humans, you know, like mm-hmm. by definition, because they're in contrast to the civilized folks, they're the indigenous tribal folks. It's like saying, like, if humans are inherently good or evil, or if humans should are in- inherently domesticated or wild, it's like saying if humans are inherently fat or thin. It completely depends on your environment and like your personal like choices. Oh show. So since it's all choices, it's basically what you want it to be, or so what I see to me seems the most favorable or like the most worthy, you know. Yeah, that's why I like just um, homogenizing. That's a good one. Like different uh, the different religious stuff, because. Yeah, when I learned about Hanuman and just started thinking about how important wrestling was to me, I was like, I've basically been worshipping a wrestling deity, you know what I'm saying? Like, that mm-hmm. was basically, like, a spiritual experience for me, and that's basically a way that, you know, that's how you, that's how I, uh, w- whether or not I was thinking about it in this light before, it's, yeah, kind of how you honor it. Well, shit, no, for sure, when I was an MMA fighter, that was, like honoring the wrestling gods by staying sharp on my wrestling and using that as like my you know your my, secret weapon in mma yeah, Fuck yeah. My, my my main style is to be able to you know fucking out wrestle anybody because that was the thing at amateur mma level at least around here in vermont like if you were just a good high school wrestler fucking you had a good chance Big leg up, you had yeah. a good fucking chance because there's it's just so fucking dominant well that's like if somebody's a bot if some like 
MMA sparring somebody that was primarily a boxer was like a treat. Was a joy because I knew I could try my judo throws that I wasn't that good at on them and shit. I was like, really? yeah, I was like, as soon as I get inside and clinch with them, they're helpless. They just don't know. And it's like, yeah, so it's yeah, it's like that. Somebody that was mostly mostly just a boxer. I was like, ah, oh, neat. I get this poor guy. <laughs> yeah, like, this would be fun, you know. And then obviously too, it was a good time to work on my boxing and my head movement and shit like that. Because he was thinking the same thing, like, oh man, I'm like, gonna knock this fucker yeah, out. Yeah, he's like, I'm yeah. gonna fucking piece this guy up, and I'm just like, oh, down here and fucking got your legs, bitch. Well, I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah, it depends. That dude, that one match, you're just walking into a hailstorm of punches. Like, oh, yeah. that one was insane. But I feel yeah. like that dude was a boxer, probably. Uh, I, that was probably more like. Like Muay Thai, I think he would, he had a but yeah he always pieced me up with his hands pretty good. But dude, that, but that was because I was that fucking Joel guy. Remember him? We talked about this before. But. Joel, Joel, the fucking the guy that had the gym with Dennis. When oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I was taking footwork advice from him, so that's he doesn't know <laughs> what the fuck he's either way. No. Hey, but dude, I wasn't even saying that as like a dig at you. I was just saying like that was a mashup of skills where like. You're just weathering the storm, and he's just like, oh, I can't stop, pu- I can't punch him enough to make him stop. And you're just like, come here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to take you down. <laughs> and he did. See, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, dude. It's wild, though. But, I mean, yeah. that's the beauty of humans is, like, the different types make crazy interactions like yeah. whether it's civilizations or fighting styles yeah, so or you religions might as well just take take the best of all worlds you know what i mean Fuck yeah them. that just makes sense yeah. like <laughs> why oh that brings us into the fucking racist subject like people who are like yeah those motherfuckers like i don't know dude i don't understand how people could it's it's just, just be racist. it's just like, ignorance man. i so think it, there's a lot of people too that have uh they don't have, like, a direction. They don't feel like they're a part of something. You know how, like, Jack Donovan talks about the empire of nothing? Mm-hmm. I think there are some of us that that affects more than others. And I think when you feel like you don't have, like, you know, like a country a or, like, a piece of land that, like, you really feel <clears throat> like is, like, quote-unquote yours, mm-hmm. even if you don't own it, you feel like it's yours. And I feel like there's some people, not all people, but some people, that they yearn for that more than others. Ooh, and, and I think people like that are way more uh, susceptible to views like kind of well, shit. Well, or, or anything We've like seen. that, because, yeah, if you guys have seen American History X, it's <clears throat> it's just the same story as most kids that get caught up in a gang. It's because they don't have a family at home, and so then they find this group of people that takes them in, and they're in a tribe, and these are our beliefs. And so you're young uh, and impressionable, yeah. you say, okay, yeah. this is my tribe, they love me, obviously, mm-hmm. and this is what they believe, and this is what I gotta believe to belong to this tribe. Okay, I'm all in, you know? Okay, so <clears throat> you made me think of something, too, that's like, yeah, that's so true, because if you don't have anything else to fit into, the thing you're going to fit into is, like, your ethnicity. So, like, say you're a white dude and you have mm-hmm. nothing else going on for you. The one thing, white, yeah. yeah, the one thing you have going yeah. on for you is, like, your heritage yeah. that you can't, yeah. like... No one can expunge that, so you're just going to double down and, like, that's the best one there is. So it's like, okay, I can see, but, man, get something else going on for you, because well, that's fucking... Yeah. I, yeah. I went to that, I went to the, <clears throat> see Daryl Davis talk. I think I told you guys about that yeah. at WSP. <clears throat> he um, <clears throat> told a couple of stories that he told on uh, Joe Rogan, but um, he's got them a little bit more refined and condensed now. But he told one that he, I don't think he told on Joe Rogan, because I don't, I don't know if it had happened yet. Um... Or maybe it's just been too long since I watched that episode. But at the uh, Charlottesville riots, <clears throat> oh, well, let me 
Yeah, dude, coughing. Coughing up a storm. Need more cough medicine. Yeah, I need more cough medicine, man. Um, at the Strawbell Rise, there was a guy there who was, I don't remember exactly exactly what it was. I think he was the state leader for Virginia. So I think that's like a, a grand wizard or a dragon or some shit. Like, whatever. I don't think Some it, fucking bullshit. But, so, uh, quick side tangent. I think, I like to think that uh, whoever wrote that joke in Step Brothers, where he's like, you gotta call me Dragon, you gotta call me Nighthawk, I like to think that that was a, an intentional anti-clan like clan move to just make those names associated with ridiculousness. Because that's literally what it is. Like, a Nighthawk is the bodyguard, and then a Dragon is, like, the leader. He so did he, dress up as a KKK yeah. member later yeah, that, yeah. after the movie, so what if one of them is a closeted KKK was <laughs> <laughs> the opposite? They were... They weren't clowning them. They were really advocating. Will Ferrell is in the clan. Yeah, well, he's a Nazi <laughs> in one of those little in the clips too. Yeah, they're yeah. the same one. Yeah, because yeah, he's a Nazi. The other one's a KKK. <laughs> okay, but that's yeah, just yeah. their actual like interests. And they're just like John C. Riley's that's actually why... a dragon. Well, no, I mean like they're even their characters. Like that just adds to their weird friendship. Is like they both like they're both karate the and they're both racist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so this guy, uh, this is the Virginia State leader or whatever, um, there was, it was a crazy incident. There was a video of it, and he played the video of it. Um, there was another state leader guy from a different state, of the clan guy, coming down these steps. This was outside, coming down like a five set of steps maybe. And then there was a black guy at the bottom of the steps, and the black guy took some kind of a lighter or whatever and some kind of propellant thing and just was like, Using like a homemade flamethrower at this guy. That's scary, but not effective, really. <laughs> and I and I I don't remember if the guy, um, if the clan guy, tried to hit him with it. He had like a flag, but it was like wrapped up, so he just basically had a stick. I don't remember if he tried to hit him first or if the flame happened first. Whatever happened, they were, you know, Bad being violent one. against each other. <clears throat> and then this Virginia dragon or whatever he was, um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking dragon or whatever. <laughs> You gotta, you fucking get, weirdo. You gotta call me a barbarian. Um, so, he fucking pulls out a fucking pistol and fucking, like, yells the N-word and, like, you know, whatever squares at the guy and then, like, shoots at the ground by his feet. And then, um, and then there was, like, some cops there and nobody, they didn't do anything about a guy just brandishing a handgun and firing it at somebody else, but... That was another story. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they were Maybe the cops are probably in on it too. Yeah, yeah they're in Charlottesville, North Carolina. Yeah, they're, I'm they're, sure those probably dudes. Dudes. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they weren't doing crowd control, they'd be marching on the other side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, who knows, dude? Honestly, that thing like it's crazy how prevalent it is. Because like I had a buddy from Mississippi, and he said it was just so normal. Like he'd just be like hanging out with his buddies, and then like two or three and be like, oh, I've got a clan meeting, we gotta go, bro. He's like, oh, alright, see ya. And, like, they're just, like, normal dudes, but we're just, like, in the clan. And wow. it's like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, it's really crazy how deep those cultural ties go. Ooh. Yeah. So, anyway, he gets this guy, um, Daryl Davis sees that video, and he's like, alright, I want to talk to that guy. So he <clears throat> sets up a meeting or whatever and talks to him. And, uh, they, like, they get along enough that Daryl's like, all right, man, let me... Well, and he... So he he gave him what his understanding, um, this dragon guy, his understanding of American history was and, like, why he had his views, you know? And um, Daryl Davis was like, well, he's like, I, I corrected a couple things for him and then said, all right, well, you gave me what you know. I was like, why don't you come with me to the... I think it was in D.C. There's, like, a... I don't 
know, some kind of like the National African American History Museum or something it's like that. It's a legit looking building. It's made out of iron cut in like the designs that are um, really pre- prevalent in like New Orleans. That's kind of like based on African design, I think. But it's like cut metal and it's iron and they let it rust. So, like, you know how, like, all the buildings in D.C. are, like, white marble? Yeah. It's, like, a brown, rusted, <coughs> like, it, it's wow. brown. So, yeah. they're the only brown building in D.C. <laughs> so, it's actually pretty pretty legit. Hell, yeah. So, so Daryl Davis took this guy and his fiance there, and uh, he literally, the dude literally wore a fucking, like, one of those biker do-rags that was the fucking Confederate flag. Nice. He, like, literally wow. wore that there, and then, um... But they, like, went through and, like, literally just had a good time and just, like, bullshitted and got, like, and Daryl Davis fucking, the guy was a big Elvis fan and Daryl Davis was like, well, you know, he got that from Chuck Berry, right? And then they had to get, like, this whole, like, thing and he had to, like, tell him the history and Daryl Davis had literally, he's literally played with Chuck Berry. Cause wow. He's a blues musician by trade. So oh. he's played with Chuck Berry and, like, recorded albums with him and, um, who the fuck else? Um, Jerry Lee Lewis? Yeah, like, fucking oh. legends. So, um... Anyway, so he was, like, schooling him on some history of rock and roll and, like, telling him, like, hey, you know, rock and roll, that's... It's actually invented by black people. Started yeah. by black people. Yeah, go figure. Oh, man, I got some Scooby Snacks. Uh, and but, um, so, yeah, so by the end of it, they're, like, fucking good buddies. And so Daryl was like, all right, man, like, let's get a picture of us, you know, standing out in front of this museum together, man. And so uh, the fiancé goes to take the picture, and the dude just, like buddies up to him he's got his like arm around his shoulder and like leaning on him and they're like ah you know just fucking look like old friends or whatever it's so crazy and he just keeps talking to this guy and because that's how he, yeah, that's what he does he just basically wears him down after a couple of years they're like okay well if you're a black guy and you're this cool like wh- like that then all black people can't be bad so hold yeah. on and yeah so, he kills him with kindness man it's yeah the best way that's crazy. so he fucking hangs out like it's crazier man so he's fucking friends with this guy and um that aforementioned fiance it comes time for their wedding and her dad is too sick to attend the wedding because it's in another state and um so they asked daryl to fucking give her away at the wedding so literally this fucking it's a literal clan wedding and fucking daryl davis he he called it's they did a cnn story on it because that's what he's like okay i'll do it but I'm calling CNN because we're going to get this on the news. We're going to show people that, like, this is possible, you know? And so he fucking did it. Yeah, so literally, Daryl Davis, black guy, walks her down the aisle and, like, you know, does the handshake and a little kiss on the cheek and whatever and stands up there with him. Yeah, it's nuts. And so it, they had other clips from CNN where he would go, he goes to Klan meetings, like, regularly, and he's, like, welcomed there. And they're, like, there was a guy giving, uh, you know, one of his speeches up there screaming about stuff. And, um... Hitler style. Yeah, and he's, like, he's, like, He's like, I respect this guy. He's like, we don't agree, but at least he listens to me. He at least hears my my side of the story without just, you know, whatever. So it was interesting to just see, like, how they, I don't know, like. Once you're heard, you, like, it's when, yeah, I think it's just the wall of ignorance is that if people aren't willing to listen to you and, like, you're you're just both being ignorant to each other, like, yeah, you're like, fuck you, I'm not going to listen to you if you're not going to listen to me, blah, blah, blah. Hear him out and then, you know, tell him. Correct them. But the power in that situation, rather than, like, butting your head against a wall and trying to overcome them by, like, out-screaming them. Yeah. Like, yeah, literally just listening and, like, just just taking that tiny little bit of, like, what they may see as, like, pride. Like, the reason you don't want to step down first maybe pride or whatever. But, like, if you just take that little bit of humility right up front 
you probably gain power in this situation overall. Yeah. Be like Jesus. Just fucking just <laughs> oh, be cool yeah. with people. <laughs> yeah, like but Jesus. Yeah, but be, be careful because Kanye tried to be like Jesus, saying he <laughs> loved Hitler and forgave him. People like misinterpreted that he liked Hitler. <laughs> people didn't like that. But yeah, Eric Weinstein or yeah. Weinstein. Really explain that well. Yeah. Eric Weinstein, after you got a little liquored up, yeah, told, told scientists to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Dude, he's he was right though. Like the peer review process was really instituted by Ghislaine Maxwell's dad so they could sell, like, or legitimize the few, like, journals that they were running and put out of business all, like, the smaller, more obscure journals and, like, ways to publish science. And, like, when you invent the peer review process, like, yeah, you sift out a lot of bullshit, but you also sift out a lot of, like, good ideas that come from the fringe because, like, the mainstream isn't willing to, like, accept it enough to peer review it, you know? Word. Yeah, but isn't, peer review isn't something that you just, like, oh, well, it's peer reviewed. It's, like, peer reviewed and agreed upon. Well, that's across the discipline. So it's, like, like, you could have somebody under the guise of, like, a doctorate or something making, like, outrageous claims. Like, we still deal with today to sell shit True. And it still works on lots of people. Now imagine if there wasn't that process and you had tons of scientific journals publishing tons of crap behind doctors who are just hiding behind a title. Agreed. It works both ways because, like I said, you you definitely filter out a lot of bullshit. But also, think of, like, how many things that were, like, revolutionary ideas that changed the understanding of science. Like initially were not accepted until years later where like everybody else was like oh i guess that was right where it's like germ theory to be like unanimously accepted and approved by peers like what if they're wrong that get cuts out like good ideas too yeah and i suppose it kind of creates like an agreed upon narrative though because i mean things like history yeah which can be good or bad right exactly like it's it's not perfect But if there is no agreed upon narrative or like there is no accreditation process or like like peer review process where it's like, yeah, well, I did this one study and I'm running these results and it's like it does, you know, it doesn't hold any more weight that it's just me saying it or it's a group of my peers looking over the same data and arriving at the same conclusion. I guess if you listen to the podcast, you can see from his perspective because he's being yeah. shut out in that way. He, he tells a story where he came up with some... You'll know the well, details Graham better than I do. Well, kind but. of the similar story. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, it's keeping, like, the good ideas out, too. And, and, yeah, like, I totally agree that there is a lot of charlatans and a lot of bullshit, but, like, nothing's stopping these people from, like, making their own narrative... But just, like, not shutting out other people from, like, having an alternative narrative. Like, it seems like, Mm -hmm. in the past, especially, anything besides the mainstream narrative was, like, completely ostracized and shut down. And then, like, imagine, like, people using, like, pseudoscience. Or, like, Eric Weinstein says, like, the biggest, like, thing you can do to, like, destroy a scientist is call him a hack or call him like, a pseudoscientist, because as soon as you say, like, whatever some scientist is working on is, like, quackery or bullshit, no one takes them seriously, even when they are, like, 
on some cutting edge shit that other people just aren't at their level yet or other people just can't see it that way or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they made a good um, good parallel with like entertainment and like music. How like Cypress Hill got passed up on. Like they were just like when they tried to uh, promote their first uh, it was probably a fucking tape or whatever, but yeah, the record company was like, I don't get it. Like, nobody's gonna want to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And then they fucking blew up. <laughs> but, right. hey, you know what, though? We have the internet now, and, like, that's how so many people are able to get their shit out. And they, like, think about before the internet, you literally had to go through some type of, like, organization. Yeah. In anything yeah, you did, it, you'd yeah. have to go, right. like, through an organization as a middleman to yeah. promote it, to sell it, to accept it to pat to do whatever whereas now with the internet you can just like self-promote your own shit yeah and so like right. like he said he's an entertainer now mm-hmm. because he can copyright everything he does whereas back when he was a scientist other people stole his shit all the time yeah, yeah. and so how was he because he's a biologist right no that's brett weinstein you're thinking that's of. His brother. eric's the cooler brother yeah <laughs> both, i know yeah. i've listened to him but what and what? Eric's like an engineer. He's a physicist. A physicist, okay. And I, th- it's a more specific qualification than that. He's a more specific physicist. But he was talking about like non-linear geometry, I think. And I don't know. He was talking about a lot of like quantum physics and geometry type stuff. And long story short of what he's getting at is he's saying that like his belief in UFOs and shit is like there's multiple dimensions that you can manipulate things on. So like multiple dimensions of time. And once you can manipulate time and go through like these immense energy levels, like if I wanted to, I could move like a foot to me, but by dilating and changing like where I move in these 14 dimensions, I could have moved hundreds of light years in like, some other way. And so he was saying like with UFOs, you can take this cup, a cup. And like to us in these four dimensions, essentially we live in, it's this big, but in 14 dimensions, it could be the size of a stadium, you know, cause it's just folded up in all these different ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, he was just talking about how he believes that's how like UFOs are probably working and like saying how earlier when we, kind of reached the latest advancements in physics where we cracked the atom and discovered neutrons and stuff like that, the atomic age. Since then, the only real technological advancement we've had is screens and the internet, but which is just electromagnetic energy. And so we haven't really made any crazy advances in physics. We're just still living off of that last great advance. And he's saying like the next great advance is breaking into these multiple dimensions of time and things like that. And with that, you can leave the solar system. You can basically, we thought we were God when we made atom bombs. It'd be like the next level, like being able to move through time and whatever. Hold that thought. Okay. All right. Back on it. You You were getting, no, you were getting rolling, man. Because we both listen to the same podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, you just uh, you can retain so much more information from podcasts than I can. I have to listen to it like three or four times. Otherwise, well, yeah, thirty three percent of the of the info. Yeah, and you were driving, <laughs> I was snow plowing or, or snow blowing. I mean, and shoveling. So a lot of that sunk in more. Like, cause I haven't listened to a podcast in a few days. Cause 
just nothing has been interesting enough to me or I just haven't felt it. So I've just been listening, like, just without headphones, just whatever. But saw this one, I was like, oh, it got me back into podcasts after a little slump. There you go. And so I listened to it pretty well. And, like, I was, t- we were messaging back and forth while we were both listening to it. We're like, holy shit, bro, what about this? Holy shit, what about this? And, like, yeah. this, like I said, these people who are just saying the same shit that I've been talking about and kind of stitching together from all my sources I've been listening to, like, it isn't helping me feel any less crazy. Like, they're talking about shit and. It's like, oh, I guess I'm kind of on to something because I don't know if anybody's been listening to our podcast as they come out, you'll probably notice this. I don't know if you'll notice if you're going back, but like we've been talking about shit like a week or two before it hits like a few of the bigger podcasts like Rogan and Aubrey and stuff. Like it's probably just been a weird coincidence, but it's like we bring something up and it's like, yeah, it's crazy though. And then the next week or two, Joe has somebody on to talk about that. And they're like, it's real. Yeah. We're going to be talking about how sacred sports are. next. <laughs> There's going to be a guy on there. He wrote this book called sacred sports. <laughs> you know the places like the Midwest wrestling is a religion there down South in Texas football. There's a religion. You see these, these immense stadiums. It's like they're building cathedrals when they're building these high school stadiums. Dude, yeah. for real. But I mean, okay. So I was just telling Billy, we need to wrap stuff together and figure out how it's pertinent. So like, yeah, this religion and shit. And Weinstein, Weinstein. Okay, Weinstein. Want to get the pronunciation right and horrible. I read a lot, so I'm pronouncing it to myself. So whenever I say it aloud, it's just like, the wind. Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you were you were all pretty good on that. That Eric okay. Einstein was okay. saying that the uh, he was at... relating where we're at now, where it's like, yeah, people need to pull their heads out of their asses because it's like the Jewish story of Passover and like why they eat unleavened bread. It's because the people who sat there and waited for their bread to rise, they fucking died. Like, yeah. like you need to see the shit. As it's coming and Before recognize coming. recognize the signs yeah. and be able to kind of read the patterns and whatever and be open-minded to kind of see shit's coming so you can move on and save yourself or, like, save as many people as you can, you know? Word. Yeah, I like how you tie that in. And then you were like, yeah, it's weird. You've been getting, been learning about Judaism. Well, like, seriously, <laughs> though, because he was talking about how, like, it relates so much to, yeah. I mean he said how Jewish people are just extreme in a lot of ways. So like a lot of times you're like, why are Jews always involved in this and that conspiracy? It's like, yeah, cause they're just like intense people. So they're in all these crazy avenues just because they get in stuff and they, like you said, they want to help. And so like when Jewish people came to America, they like became the top like hardcore scientists and stuff or like business people because they're like that's how I help is just like being a cutthroat like killer business person you know definitely yeah. <clears throat> we talked about racism we didn't talk about how I went all fucking crazy and trying to eradicate racists from our page well that's why I brought it up because <laughs> if you're a freaking a Nazi like oh yeah seriously rethink it. I really hope <laughs> I really hope <laughs> that one of these ethnic groups that you think is inferior I really hope one of these people like help you out in some way that makes you totally realize you're a moron for being racist to them because seriously every every different color and shade and 
culture of people is like interesting and flawed in their own way. That's what people are, you know? Yeah, man. Go travel, you know? <laughs> Seriously, travel. Yeah. That's what really did it for me is meeting people from other walks of life and having people be racist to you. Like in the Marines, there are a lot of like Mexican dudes who fucking hated white guys. And so like they'd just be mean to me for no reason. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> Yeah, like, I want to be your friend. (laughs) Seriously. But yeah, hate isn't the answer. You just burn yourself up. Hate's a double-ended sword. You cut yourself and the person you wield it against. Yeah, you don't want hate. Get that out of there. Did you listen to Russell Brand's fucking thing about um, what Putin said today? Well, Biden, too. Biden and Putin both released little fucking... Trust me, I've been listening to that going on from multiple angles. Hey, anybody out there who's into, like, current event news for Russia, Ukraine, or, like, crazy shit in the world, Canadian Prepper. That dude, like, his name sounds goofy, but he is fucking legit and, like, very nuanced, and he tries to get as many distinct angles as possible, and is clearly like, okay, this is a Russian source, this is a pro, like, whatever source, this is an American source... And he tries to, like, piece the narrative together from all these disparate, like, perspectives. And he is consistently, like, accurate about shit, like, days, weeks in advance. Like, he's like, oh, super huge troop troop build up here and they're moving supplies to here. I wonder where they're going to attack next. Probably here, you know, or, like, bringing up sabotage or things like that. I don't know. Canadian prepper. That dude's fucking legit. Go check him out for that stuff but seriously just piecing shit together yeah different sources oh yeah what's up billy you're quiet now we we hijacked the conversation with yeah, no, a lot of podcasts excited. that we've listened no, to I but feel, you haven't yeah i feel bad i'm out of the, <laughs> I'm the podcast loop i'm not current on hardly anything <clears throat> but not consuming them unfortunately well how what else have you been doing because you've been in the gym i'm assuming gym a lot yeah i normally would just listen to podcasts at work when i start a new job so i'm training so i'm not on any headphone grind yet. yeah well i mean like <clears throat> in terms of what are you because yeah i'm sure you still keep up like kind of even though like is lifting and shit still spiritual for you like what's oh, your yeah, process oh yeah 100 dude What's I think process? for me, working out, like, it started with wrestling, yeah. and that's why I train like I do now, is just because it's, like, it's just, like, I have to just do it. Just love grinding, like, man. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, work part dog. of it, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's, like, part of it. And also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure you guys experience it, too, but, like, all the benefits of working out from a young age, like, I was see, like, I was learning about those things while I was also in puberty, so it was, yeah. like... You know what I mean? Just like work, just like feels good. Yeah, dude. And so yeah. you like, and you like learn to associate those two things, and then now, yeah, it's just like a, like a lifelong, like okay, what am I gonna look like at every stage, if I yeah. try and push myself yeah. like as much as I can with you know, still like maintaining, like a happy life where I'm like doing shit I like to do, but also, trying to like train and like just be in great shape and like yeah yes yeah, you definitely i mean i definitely want to balance it there's right everybody finds happiness and virtue in their own way i guess some people yeah. just david goggins you know but, can't well, like, <laughs> well that's people where the it's balance like, working is... out is just like they have off time it's just like they're just like training 
or doing their thing that they pursue really intensely. Yeah. There's no like the balance isn't quite there. Yeah, their balance is doing that as much as they can. <laughs> yeah, literally. Where it's like, yeah, I totally get that, and it's just like everybody has their balance. Like, and and at certain points in your life, the balance isn't going to be where you want it. Like, at certain points, you're like, oh, I'm working more than I want to, but I yeah. have to do it for these reasons, or I'm yeah. not getting out and doing this as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. That just gives perspective. It's like. Put all your attention to what you're doing now and recognize that without even you wanting it to, time is going to change your circumstances and change the balance. And so just whatever's facing you, whatever you need to focus on now, be it training, family, work, hunting, like anything like that, just like do that as best as possible or like the couple things that you can fit in as best as possible and just know that there may be shit you want to do and if you play your cards right, it'll come in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it won't and your time with it was in the past and you can never have that back, you know? Yeah, That's another thing never too. Be the same as it was at one point. Maybe your wisdom doesn't surpass the supreme wisdom of God slash the universe, and you should just fucking go with their plan instead of getting all pissed off because you can't do the thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know? That is a tough thing to accept, right? Like, just just like the, yeah, when you're like, oh, it really seems like I should fucking this shouldn't be going on right now. Like little uh, things get me the most. Little things like. Fuck, I can't think of the, the latest example, but something dumb where something like something that should work isn't working, and you're just like, mm, what the fuck, you know, like yeah. little shit like that, where it's like, yeah. hey, maybe maybe it's just not meant to work right now. Like, just yeah. calm down. But yeah, it's yeah. been tough for me lately, especially <clears throat> stopping chewing, and like my patience is a lot less than it was before, and it's like alarming to me sometimes. Where I'm like, holy shit, I used to have a lot more patience in these situations. Yeah. So now it's like Yeah. It's like remembering like, oh so so easy to say just like accept it when you're not in the situation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. as it's happening to yeah. you, you're like Yeah, it's way harder to fucking accept when it's happening to you. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's that happened uh, well that was I think I said it before that last time when I wasn't getting paid by the state for the VA thing for the whole semester since I was getting like a little worried about money and then I was like okay like you can't just say don't worry about money and then when the time comes for you to fucking have to worry about money worry about money like just fucking live what you say man and then they sent me the email and they were like oh hey here's three thousand dollars that we owe you and i was like see yeah. <laughs> just yeah. when you wanted to get worried it was almost like you didn't need to worry at all yeah, yeah well, me and kyle say shit all the time too like something will happen and then it's fine or whatever and it's like oh almost like i didn't need to get upset about it or, <laughs> it's almost like it, it would have just been fine even if i didn't fucking get pissed off huh yeah, seriously <laughs> and that's like that archetype is it's like do i want to be the fucking pissed off guy right now or God, do i want to no. be the guy with patience and fucking therapy with bearing well mm-hmm. okay so this one so thinking of like the meanings of words <clears throat> so when you lose your temper so like what is temper like temperament but also think like the temper of a sword like a sword is like rigid and when a sword loses its temper it can it's either like bendable or it shatters and so, like, basically, like, losing your temper is, like, when your facade of, like, calmness or, like, archetype shatters or breaks or bends. Yeah. And you, like, lose your temper and, like, get bent out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> or explode, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then, 
Yeah, then you have to, like, either A, like, piece that back to, together or, like, bend it back into shape and, like, uh, like get it back under control. Yeah, you know? re-harden yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, just visual. I don't know. That was, like, my first... That was probably, like, my earliest step in self-improvement was going to therapy about the angry outbursts. I was like, yeah, should, you shouldn't be a grown man having outbursts that's that's what child toddlers do and they're <laughs> they they just can't control themselves <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah but, i think that I was mean, a big thing for me too that like when i started to like deal with my shit a little more yeah it was like that was one thing that was like all right i shouldn't be like doing this yeah yeah you i agree you, you see it in people like i remember seeing it in like like adult men that yeah. i had like grown up around yeah and it was like when it would happen you'd be like Oh. Not a good look. Yeah, like, where, like, yeah. you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. really do, like, it changes the way, you, like, you see people oh, when yeah. you see them lose their shit like that. It's like, oh, okay. Or it's like, oh, I'll stay away from them for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially when I was that age, you know what I mean? When you, like, look up to somebody. Right. Like, now it's like, you know, you see, you know, a man is a man versus... And you're like, I'll give him a minute. Yeah, it's like, all right, he must be going through something. But it's like, you know, you're a kid or something, it's like, God... It's like totally changes the way that you know that person yeah. appears. Yeah, if I lose my shit, Jack like if he hears me like yell or something, he'll like cover his eyes. Aww. It's like, oh, don't be scared, buddy. Yeah. It's Ranger too, to a lesser degree. He would get scared, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just like ah, just that's, I don't want to be scary to people. Yeah, but like you can build resiliency and you can build. Oh, I guess the resiliency, I don't know, to, like, the discomfort, and that's where wrestling really comes in, is being able to just grind and be physically, physically, or even a lot of times fucking, like, mentally uncomfortable, too, and just power through that and deal with it and still get the job done. Yeah, I think you can just kind of translate that with your emotions and be like, hey, this is uncomfortable right now, and I'm frustrated, but it's like... And then once you realize how it's just tied into a physiological response, then yeah, you can do that breathing that you were talking about, <laughs> yeah. where you just fucking focus on the, what was it, focus on the forceful exhale, and then just let your diaphragm inhale yeah, as, it, as it will, yeah. And then and then you're like, oh, okay, well, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, who the fuck was just saying this? Um, maybe it was on a Joe Rogan, but maybe not, I don't know. Um, that, uh, like, your emotions... Oh, I think it was Duncan Trussell. Um, your emotions, it's just basically, like, a cortisol response, and those only last, like, 20 seconds. He's like, so if you can just not feed into it for about 30 seconds, he's like, it can usually just be gone. Like, if you, mm-hmm. But, like, when you fuel it... Keep and it, yeah, making keep, it, yeah, keep, keep firing. Yeah, then it'll, you know, stay there or whatever. He's like, but if you can just kind of fucking let it, let it be for a little bit, get through it, and then he, he made the analogy, like, uh... Um, like looking at the sky with a picture frame, like you're the picture frame, you know. And so, like sometimes there's gonna be bad weather in that picture frame, but like it'll it just it'll it'll go if you just let it go, you know. Wow, yeah. I like um, Jocko, one of the people he had on recently, talked about attributes and how basically like there's skills which are like techniques and things you learn, mm-hmm. but like attributes are things you're just inherently born with and people have like higher and lower levels of all of these things but also they're kind of like on dimmer switches so like at certain like depending on your actions and your environment these things can raise and lower like throughout your life but no matter what certain people are going to be more resilient than other people like 
they can be each person can become more resilient, mm-hmm. but just by nature, like some people are naturally more resilient than that. Guess that would make sense. Yeah, and could, it's like mm-hmm. with all these attributes, and so yeah, thinking of it like that is like no judgment either. Like it's not. Yeah, it's not your fault. You weren't born yeah. as like mentally tough as someone else, but sure. like you can become more mentally tough. But just you're, you may not be able to get to the same level that somebody else is at. It's just like you may not grow as tall as them. <laughs> Literally, exactly. Some people just grow. Yeah, but you can't them. control how tall you grow in general. You can control how good like you manage your emotions. You control how tall you grow, maybe by your nutrition and like posture and exercise. Whereas, like, think that's only the difference of a an inch or two, and think like maybe these attributes, like these natural attributes, maybe the same way is like because they're in our mind, we can probably improve them a lot more. But there are things we do that aren't necessarily just by managing emotions or thought that can influence these things, like diet, sleep, lifestyle, like that influences maybe, these yeah. things. And maybe also. there's a maybe there's a window, like for like language or certain things, where like past a certain age in childhood, if you miss a developmental opportunity for some kind of you know whatever something down the line, yeah. yeah, you may just it may just kind of be crippled for the rest of your life, or you just never. Yeah, kind of like there's somebody who can't hear that part of their brain dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe if you mm-hmm. never really learn how to whatever whatever it is, fucking be resilient and wrestle. If you don't wrestle as a kid, you never fucking you'll never be tough as a man. Yeah. But you can but become like tougher the, if you start. Tougher, yeah. But you won't be as tough as if you'd done it the entire time. Yeah, I, I can see. That. So well, hold on, because yeah, think about like think about like David Goggins. He yeah. was an That's abused somebody, little kid, like so, like he was going through shit, and he was still like tough and when he he let his body get out of shape yeah i suppose but and i mean just like, like mentally he was like soft as shit like he even says that and then literally turns and now he's himself, the hardest man in the world yeah into literally a piece of just hardened steel do you okay, think, okay, okay, okay. but do you will. think somebody without as difficult of a childhood could start from about the level he was and get to them like do you think anybody could ever catch david goggins especially with like a less like traumatic tra- childhood yeah. that's like no and that's that is so, a good point is i think the stimulus is like you like to set you down that path it's very rarely going to come from like a place of like privilege and comfort yeah like his, somebody doesn't turn into that because they had a good no life. i was thinking about francis and ganu like, yeah. right away i was like everything he's been through like i i'm i don't i'm not tough enough to get through that i don't think mentally like mm-hmm. i mean if i was in his shoes i guess i would have because that's how it went but mm-hmm. yeah if you would have stuck me in any one of those situations i don't i don't think i would have made because i think about ranger school like that that's the one thing where i try to um like deal with that right that was that was like i had to go to therapy about that too and my army career in general i guess but um it was like i just had to accept that that was just like where i was at that point you know what i mean it just wasn't you know, what I mean? like it wasn't where you wanted it to be. It's where you were, and you had to accept that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it didn't. It didn't have to. Be, it didn't have to be. You know, necessarily a bad thing where I was like judging or like, oh, it's a weakness or it's bad or something. Because yeah, everything. Everybody's got the different attributes, and they all kind of blend together, and they can all right. complement each other and everything. You know, if everybody right. was the same level of everything, what the fuck would that be? Right. Like, if you I s- at the end of the day, just because like you saw that as like going into it, what you determined as like maybe a failure. That does not define who you are in any way. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? And and speaking of, like, even to bring it back around to the whole racist thing, like, a lot of this, yeah, it depends on your culture and your genes and shit like that. But the thing with culture and genes, 
and like epigenetics and stuff like that is it's so complex and there's so many variables that no one culture yeah. or gene type is best at all things right. like mm-hmm. each culture or gene type is good at some things and bad at other things and it's all a blend and like if i started training right now i would not be a better swimmer than fucking well than my, like michael phelps he's the best swimmer ever probably but there is some, one of the most decorated. <laughs> there is someone who is starting training right now who will be better than him. That's like, what you think about. Like Maybe. someone is training right now that will be better than him. Maybe. What if it's 150 years before somebody breaks his records? Well, who knows? If we're still, if we're still around, we'll have to listen to this. But that would be sweet. But I'm I'm saying like but take that I with know. any skill. Yeah. Like I couldn't do it, but that doesn't mean someone else can't. Like that's the thing is humans are so complex. So it's like, on one hand, yes, there are things you can't do, but also like who's to say what that is? Like mm. nobody knows those variables. So you could just try for something and wherever you land like that's it like that's the best you could do you're an irreducibly unique expression of love beauty love that's okay that's what i was getting at you're unique everything is unique like that's the thing is yeah there's no best irreducibly everything's different and unique will never happen will never be has never been yeah, like the best swimmer in the world isn't going to be the best dad in the world and the best wrestler in the world isn't going to be the best at love making, like certain people are I mean, best they at will, different though. things. They that, will that be great. Great. That, that that particular probably. example, I bet the best love maker in the world was a wrestler. They probably. actually, <laughs> so there many probably definitely are probably. They, they make T-shirts about. I that. can only speak for Remember myself. Those? Okay, hey guys, I can only speak for myself. I don't know how other wrestlers are, but <laughs> <laughs> but it would seem like the, a lot of transferable skills, you know. Yeah. Do you remember those shirts? It was like top ten reasons to date a wrestler. Yeah. It was all just like innuendos. Yeah. It was like hip control, can score from top or bottom, <laughs> will eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> Low standards. I think I think that that had something. You know what? Identifying as a wrestler and then seeing like a shirt like that, I bet that fucked me up a little bit. Maybe maybe a little sluttier. Dude, probably. Definitely the amount of shit that was around like that when we were kids <laughs> is like a lot when you think about it now. Yeah. Wild times. That's culture, man. Culture's fucking awesome. If you're racist, you need to fucking travel, man. <laughs> or lady. Or, or or just like learn more, because that's the yeah. thing. Too, like... <laughs> yeah, please like, learn more. If you just learn a little bit about stuff, it's like, ugh. like uh, like the origins of the Aryan race. How they want to claim that the Aryan race is fucking the Germanic people or whatever and it's like yeah it's like well same with Hindus and Persian people yeah. and <laughs> we're not actually Roman. sure what the Aryans looked like or we're, we're pretty sure they were from India so <laughs> probably not blonde hair blue eyes just saying <laughs> maybe there was like one family yeah <laughs> well exactly that was the thing too is like with those um, that was another cool thing about that war yoga and the, those Vedic traditions is cause um, the guys that started getting into like that where like yoga became a religious uh religious like practice like when it became a thing was um from this like multicultural multi-ethnic uh group of people that wanted to take like a deeper look at the um the vedas so they like just started digging deeper past the meta you know getting into more metaphorical meanings and more um like a deeper and esoteric interpretations that kind of stuff and um yeah that's when they uh, kind of developed 
what yoga is, but actually a very small part of it is the postural yoga that we know in the West today that's been commodified and fucking arguably yeah. gentrified or maybe just homogenized into American culture. Yoga is as American as sushi and pizza, ain't it? It is. I'm, I really <laughs> love yoga pants, though. Those oh, are fucking God awesome. Yoga the bra, shorts. the butt. Yoga shorts, my man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, biker shorts. You ain't going biking in those things. <laughs> Eat the seat. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, but, like yoga, it was, they kind of just uh, got... Uh, like a way of life, a path out of it. So like, like the what we're what we're doing, we're kind of that's basically the yoga, doing yoga of life. Well, yeah, what doing... kind of yoga is it? Where it's action? Is it ten? Mm, I don't know. There's a certain na- type of yoga because there's like five types of yeah, yoga. Yeah, there's like four or five types of yoga. And one of the types of yoga is just like rightful action or like doing good action. And yeah, so like your dharma. Yeah. So just like, <laughs> so just like doing living life in the mm-hmm. correct path like that's doing yes. your yoga yeah and yoga translates as yoke and you're like yoking your consciousness is yoking your physical body like into doing what you want it to do rather than having your body guided by impulses and desires and just listening only to those emotions which are ultimately coming from our materialistic body whereas like you have a whole ethereal Atman, right? Yeah, you're which is self. like your kind of drip of the universe that's mm-hmm. your mind and your consciousness and self, your unique self. Yep. And then the Brahman is that ocean of universe that your drip belongs to essentially. But it's still like ocean in a drip, drip in an ocean. It's yeah. kind of that same saying. Uh, like the Buddhist analogy and the one they made on Midnight Gospel when Duncan had that guy on for the prison episode. Um, the Brahman is like the the net and the Atmans are the knots. Yeah. And so everything you do impacts and everything everything else does impacts you. You're all interconnected, but it's just like you're just this and you're made of the same shit and it's all continuous and all just goes and all just flows, but there's something something unique about that spot. It's just a little balled up piece of consciousness and yeah. Yeah, or like a, I've heard it said that um like kind of how math and how our bodies are shaped is a lot of like spiraling and basically we're like a whirlpool in like consciousness and just like a whirlpool in a river like it exists for a while and it's distinct and then when it like stops it like dissipates and is like part mm. of like is a whirlpool like you can't pull it out of the river because it is made of the river Word. and so we're just like little whirlpools of consciousness and matter that just exist for a while but see, you can steer yours around and make it into different stuff, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the thing with, like, controlling your emotions, too, I think, is realizing that, like, you only have to be who, like, you want to be. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to act a certain way, like, you don't you don't have to. You don't have to be a slave to your emotions and your reactions. You like, can, there is a certain momentum <clears throat> through, like, just... Your your genetics, your yeah. culture, your actions, your upbringing. Like, that, that's yeah. given you your whirlpool of life a con a momentum and but you can change that trajectory i suppose yeah yeah i guess that's what's fucking since we're thinking of if you want to think of emotions just as a chemical response that's the human body being entwined with our like kind of ethereal consciousness whatever our usness is that is more rational and you know i can say that that's irrational to get upset about that or whatever but you're fucking 
twisted up with your human body and your emotions, you know? Well, that, yeah, yeah, it's amazing how much, like, like, you know, do mushrooms or some shit and you feel like you get, like, separated from it. Yeah. But it's like, oh. you can only separate so far yeah. because your biology is, like, woven into how that's yeah. functioning in this vehicle. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> but the, the idea of it being a vehicle, like, once you recognize it as that and, like, kind of, like, learn to, like, take care of yourself... And, like, you're not going to be, like, all of us, we train and, like, do whatever we can to be as healthy as possible. And, um, like, yeah, because seeing it as this vehicle and you're just, like, t I don't know, you want that fucker to... You're just living home, it for a while, know? man. Yeah, I want to fucking have clean countertops and, like, <laughs> yeah. dog shit all over the carpet, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't want to live in a house like that. I don't want to fucking live in a body like that. I'm too thinking, like, I guess around runes giving is when I think more is like the as my body is sort of a, a I guess a temple of like worship like a representation of how I am um, like paying oh, homage yeah. to the guy you know what I'm saying like, like you, have to, yeah, you have to keep monument. it up yeah build it yeah. build it up like fucking yeah. make it fucking awesome make it beautiful make it yeah. that's you are now where we're still like in our prime like being <laughs> under 40 years old it's like you could actually like build yeah like after that it's yeah. like it starts to get a lot more difficult and you're more just like fighting deterioration than you are like Whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because your body can't, like, heal fast Thanks enough, up, yeah, essentially, yeah. to keep growing. But, um, Gabo, the gift, like, literally our body as a gift from the gods and just recognizing it as that is, like, yeah. if somebody gives you a cherished gift, you're you're going to take good care of it and treat it well, you know? Yeah, they gave you a human life. Yeah. The gods gave you a human life. Like, as much as you have a, you know, you have to take care of your kids... It's, like, even one degree, like, closer. You know what I mean? Dude, the, the God kids gave you is... a human life to care for. No, dude, the... It, each person's born with your own, but once you yeah. get kids, then you get another one too. <laughs> yeah, and you're suppose. like, you need to watch over this one until they're ready to take care of it themselves. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, man, it's wild. <laughs> but Joe Rogan said it best. How he was like, once you get kids, like. Their happiness is your happiness, and like it's you care about someone that like you legitimately care about someone else more than yourself. Like yeah. honestly, it's doing yoga, man. Yeah, yeah. And once you learn and know that feeling with your kids, it kind of like clears up the boundaries where like it feels good to like help out other people more. But you still have that line where it's like, yeah, I have my kids, which should help yeah. above all else, you know. Where it's like. Yeah, and then everybody else. I'll help you as much as I can, you know? <laughs> yeah. Moksha. Freedom from the, what was it, samsara. You know, the cycle of rebirth. Yeah, once you reach enlightenment, you know, then you're free of that cycle. Yeah, I don't even know if, I don't want to reach that level yet because I just love the life I have. Like how they say, like, what would you think if you just lived that same life over and over again? I Like, that would be awesome because I hopefully it'd be the life you wanted <laughs> like right. you're doing what you want well if that's really the thing like all of your past lifetimes for as far as we know we're probably yeah. hard as fucking shit in this lifetime just like doing what we're doing now yeah you're we get to do whatever we want it's, it's awesome it's, yeah. it's freaking uh, it's just, awesome just hang out and yeah. fucking bullshit in a basement and other people want to listen to it too like <laughs> yeah well I mean, but, yeah, also got to put in the work to earn that shit, too, because, I mean, think, like, being a yeah. fucking, a dude in a war band f fucking a thousand years ago, that was pretty, probably pretty dope, too, and they probably just bullshit around the campfire, same as we yeah. do, you know? Yeah. Like, they were eating, like, roots and fucking... 
Yeah, dry they're, jerky they're eating venison. Salt, dude. They're eating fucking venison, and yeah, there's just, rough times too. But dude, the most, dude, this is the most comfortable time. I guess. Okay, I just mean, I just mean all the like, yeah, like if they had, like, even if they had meat, then. It was like, was it like we're eating a fucking knob? Oh, dude. we're Even living... like when you get a ribeye, you throw it on the grill, dude. Like, you're eating in the top half of a percentile of any meal probably in history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we live like, like kings. We yes. live we like... Do, we do. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Okay, yeah. so that's the thing, too, that I like to take into account is, like, this sacred understanding of, like, life is, um... Yeah, we live like kings, and it's just, like, so many people fucking squander it. Like, yeah, they, basically, yeah. if you live, it, even if you live, like, with healthcare in America, you're still in, like, the top, like, 20% of humans on Earth in terms of, like, quality of life and, like, income. Oh, yeah, what is it, like, $30,000? I think it's, if you make the, over $34,000 a year, you're in, like, the top... Like one, 10% or something, yeah. something like that of people in the world. world oh, and maybe it actually is yeah. the top 1%. I think it's a top because 1% Because there's only like 350 million people here. Yeah, so it's like the top... You're the you're the 1% if you live in America, essentially. Yeah. Like, America and you work is a full-time job. the like, golden, like, pearl of the earth right now. And that's like, okay, sorry to take this to a bad turn, but that's... <laughs> what this whole World War Three business is about is Russia and China are like, yeah, we're tired of that shit. Like, we're actually going to take that spot now. And, like, America, like, people aren't ready for it that, like, we're going to be not the world power anymore. If it doesn't go nuclear, that is. Yeah, which Putin just fucking ripped up the last fucking whatever agreement to not do nukes. Yeah. Yeah, so. he ripped that up, and his nuclear <laughs> forces are on full combat yeah. readiness, full combat duty, like, literally sitting there, ready. And Biden's going to fucking Ukraine and shit. But, um, but yeah, that, that whole situation's fucked. I don't think it's gonna go nuclear for a while, and I mean, if it does, that fucking sucks. But a thing that I think is much more likely to fuck us up is, um like, some type of cyber attack that either fucks up our financial system or fucks up, like, our grid system. Because the world, like, a lot of people who predicted COVID are now predicting a cyber attack, and they're saying, like, 90 to 100% likelihood. And, like, I don't know. I think that's probably a likely thing that's... Could you imagine if your fucking bank account just doesn't work anymore? Like, nobody's cards or money works? Like, how's how's that going to happen? Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? You know? That's going to be utter fucking chaos. And that would be a great way to fuck over America rather than nuking us or rather than invading us or doing some dumb shit that would be, like, clearly obvious who did it. If you fucking sent some kind of cyber attack or hack... Like, okay, China, their AI... So our best AI in America is, like, the chat... Well, I don't even think it's the best, but chat GPT-4 has, like, 100 billion parameters, whereas China's AI has, like, 157 trillion parameters. Holy shit. And the step from a billion to a trillion is insane. Like, a billion seconds is, like, 37 years, and a trillion seconds is, like, 3,000 years or something. Like, it's, like, it's, like, a crazy step. So, like, their AI is basically as close as you can fucking be to a sci-fi AI you could imagine. It's getting better every day. 
you turn that thing loose in our fucking just connected to our internet and be like fuck them up as hard as you can <laughs> like <laughs> we're done <laughs> you know like turn that thing into a virus or just be like hey smartest AI in the world hack their fucking power grid and their fucking banking system and just shut it off <laughs> like oh yeah I think that's pretty fucking doable you know yeah, I wonder what you do do if all the do do if the uh, fucking money stops working. You'd have to just start. I don't know, exchanging labor for directly for food. Like, how do yeah. you do that? The government would be at a loss. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like we got we got a pretty good community here. You know? Well, yeah, like, here we'd be fine. But I'm saying well, like on a mass. I'm saying, how would we be though? What's the first step? To be fine around here. Yeah. Okay, so, like, first off, I mean, give it a few days to see what the fuck's going on, and then, like, I don't know, just start... What about people who can't wait a few days? Just, you know? I don't know. go to the grocery store every three days. Yeah. Okay, I got maybe two days of formula. Or baby formula or some shit like that, maybe? That is the whole reasoning behind people who, like, prep and stockpile food is when something happens. They want to, maybe, right when something weird happens run out to the store, try to beat the panic to grab a last few items because you had already had a stockpile of, like, necessities. Because the people who are fucked are the people who are like, oh, the power went out. I have no water in my house. I have no food. I have no whatever. Whereas if you already have that shit, you only need to run out for, like, one or two necessities that you, like, may not be 100% on. But everything else you're fine, and you can, like, wait it out for a few days preferably the better prepper you are the longer you can wait it out you know and and i would say just start wait it out a few days so hopefully you have a few days worth of food and then just start talking to your neighbors and start talking to people like talk to your neighbors and see what they've heard and just keep talking to people because that's the thing is like People are going to be like, oh, I'm going to fucking raid my neighbor. Like, do whatever. It's like, that's the dumbest fucking thing you could ever imagine. Because if you start preying on the people around you, who do you think they're going to try to take out first, you know? Like, or get rid of. Whereas, like, if you're just, like, friendly to people and, like, help each other out. Like, hey, what do you need? We need this. Like, do you know anybody who could help us with this? We can help somebody who needs this. You know, and just trying to help people in whatever way you can and count like basically have the faith in people that they will like help you like the reciprocity that's kind of one of those threads that's kind of helped communities survive through hardships and i mean that book tribe by sebastian younger he says basically like any natural disaster or hardship tends to bring people together like this and like people start interacting with people and working side by side with people that they never would have met in their normal life. Like you'll have a fucking banker who's helping out digging a ditch with a fucking plumber or some shit, somebody else who doesn't have a job, you know, like people are just going to help out however they can. Yeah. That's if they want to survive and the people who don't like, sorry, like good luck finding shit. If you don't have people to help you, you know? Yeah. You see that, um, just with the snowstorm, we got what probably, I don't know, 15 inches of snow maybe, 12 inches of snow, and uh, you see fucking neighbors helping each other out all the time, you know, or, or like I fucking lent the, um, the fucking brush for the truck, um, 
there's I was plowing at the one of the hotels and there was this kid out there with no fucking brush, just using his fucking sweatshirt to fucking wipe yeah. the, the car off. I was like, yo man, you wanna borrow this? Um, you know, shit like that. And then uh, my neighbor he had a snowblower and he snowballed like half my sidewalk for me. Shit like that. Like other yeah. people people just fucking and then I fucking plowed um fucking the neighbor's half of the parking lot. Shit like that. You know, yeah, people even just a little bit of a not even a natural disaster, just something where it's like ups the ante a little bit. People are already yeah. like, hey, like fucking let's be cool and help each other. Like well, definitely. So, That's one mm-hmm. thing about places where it snows, especially Wisconsin, is inclement weather brings people together, especially in a community where, um, like, yeah, I fucking love shoveling and snowblowing because, you know me, I'm always fucking saying hi to people. And, like, I think what it is is I look at people and, like, if they make eye contact with me, I usually give them a nod and a howdy yeah. or, like, acknowledge people and that brings people into conversations all the time so i'm talking to people all the time but also like i just like helped like i don't know three or four people who were stuck in their cars yeah just like hop out of my van shovel under their tires quick and give them a push and like get them out <clears throat> like that's fucking awesome i love doing that to people and just be like yep no problem just hop back in yeah yeah cool. yeah i helped my neighbor one time which was weird because she wasn't like at their house, it was um, well, it was probably the chick Kelly knows the right, the short-haired gal. Oh yeah, Lauren. Yeah, um, she at was somewhere. She, yeah, she was somewhere else, but her car oh. was stuck. And like, I mean, I was I would have helped him anyway, but it just happened to also be her car. And oh. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, so I just fucking used the plow and like kind of plowed a little bit in front of him. But yeah, yeah, it's nice to just help people. So and I think a lot of people around here feel that. And then, especially if something scary happened, I think we would all recognize that we're all scared. So we'd be like, "Hey, let's just let's just be super nice to each other because we're all a little freaked out right now," you know? Exactly. That's so. That's my plan for the whatever fucking weird happens because World War Three, pretty much inevitable at this point. But I'm not saying that's the apocalypse because we lived through two world wars already. Mm-hmm. But this, I mean, each one of those world wars, an empire died. So it's really up for grabs which one of them, which one of it's gonna be in this world war, you know. And so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's my apocalypse plan: is be nice to people, be a good person. <laughs> It'd be really funny if they like they nuked L.A. and they just thought it would like devastate us. And that's like our cultural center, but like nobody cared because everybody was like so sick of Hollywood and everything. And they're like, yeah, a bunch of fucking pedophiles and shit New anyway. Cal- like, New fucking, California. Yeah, we were like good. <laughs> I'll miss the beaches. Oh man, I'll miss no, we'd still have too. it, right? It would just break off, and then fucking Nevada would just be the ocean, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I guess it would just be they'd hit the east wasteland. coast, dude. They just hit the east coast and the west coast, and it's just like the Midwest and like the Southwest left. Just Texas, Texas in the Midwest. Oh man, that Texas crazy. could finally fucking regain their independence, man. Oh, and then they get nuked again. <laughs> Russia's yeah, like, oh, you Texas want to fight a war against don't, us? Don't mess with Texas. I <laughs> You're right. They'll get nukes. They'll fuck people Texas up. Texas probably already has nukes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's nukes in Texas. <laughs> They'll fuck people up, yeah. Wisconsin will be a force to reckon with, too, if we don't get nuked. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, China. We'll see fucking I Russia. I want Holyfield. <laughs> we'll see you, China, and Russia in World War Three. <laughs> Oh Yikes. man, yeah, it's gonna fucking suck. So Taiwan is just the Ukraine of Southeast Asia. It is. Um, They're both like Ukraine. Just, yeah. Just, so it's just like we're fighting wars 
were practice wars against them before they finally get pissed off enough to be like, we know what's going on here and just fucking attack us. You know? So, that's what I'm saying, man. It's ridiculous once you fucking take a step back, you know? When a young young soldier ready to kill people, different mindset, you know? But now it's just like, hey, man, we really, this is, we're not even doing anything. We didn't do anything in Afghanistan. No. Nothing and good. I, yeah. Anyway, we just yeah. destabilized it, and then the Taliban sold all of our weapons to Russia now. When I, when we were there, we it doing? felt weird. Like, we were, like, really, yeah. like, it was like going on, like, a safari hunting trip, honestly. It's like, I hope I see a Taliban so I can fucking kill him. Like, honestly, that's what the mood was. Yeah. Where it's like, when you go there, like, you don't really feel like you're saving people. It's like, hey, stay away from our trucks. Like, we don't want to hurt you. Like, get away. Stop throwing rocks at me, please. Yeah, I'll shoot a flare at your kid if he keeps throwing <laughs> rocks at me. Like, seriously, like, that's the vibe. Where it's like, I hope I get to shoot a fucking terrorist. Where it's like, yeah. that isn't war, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we aren't the good Controlling guys. for terrorists? Yeah, like, was... yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's fucked up. But hey, be a good person. Don't be a racist. Fucking, life is sacred. Everything, you know, <laughs> be thankful. Yeah. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, except for Runesgiving. So yeah, that's this is the beginning of Runesgiving. Last day of smoking weed. Yeah. I'm I'm only drinking up to three beers if it's a social occasion. Yeah, we'll probably have a celebratory ale at the engagement party. That's but just you know, celebratory. No it's, dipping. Working out. Yeah, working on a cold shower every morning. Hell yeah, it's our heathen Lent. You know, self sacrifice. Well, it's not too. It's not just sacrifice and stuff. It's also like building skills too mm-hmm. and meditating on certain concepts. There's like a little, yeah. little bit more. All right, yeah. Gearing right. up for the future. Getting better every day. Oh, yeah. All right, so check us on Instagram. Yeah, thanks for listening, Mrs. Diedrich. Yep. Shout out. Yeah, maybe maybe Kurtoke out there, Basler. All right, thanks Mike? guys. Mike. Yeah. Tony. All right, All take right. her easy, everybody. She's easy. Take her twice.